How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back. Had to take a little bit of time off after the game yesterday, but we are back reacting to the Bears' 16-13 to loss at home at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. We're going to be sharing our thoughts on the game. Obviously, as a lot of you want us to, we're going to be talking a little bit about the future of the team and the coaching staff as well. Uh, so be sure to tune in until the end, and we're going to be talking about everything uh, that will spiral out from the loss yesterday. Before I introduce myself and my co-host, I would like to say a uh, short week this week, so we're going to be having videos come out every day, uh, a double upload today. Uh, and more content tomorrow. We said it at the beginning of the season. We want to post the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web, regardless of how the team is doing. So wherever you may be listening right now, YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, we're going to be posting Bears Lions content starting tonight. So drop a like, follow, subscribe, and we'll be bringing you guys more Bears content for the rest of the season. I am your host, Chris Malpe, today back in Illinois with my co-host to talk about uh, what was a pretty putrid loss yesterday. I'm joined with Parth, joined by, excuse me, joined by Parth Shaw. Parth, uh, feels good to be back in the Burbs. How you doing? Yeah, it definitely feels back, good to be back in the Burbs. Uh, just, you know, some time with the family. Uh, it's exciting always. Um, but yeah, depressing loss yesterday. Uh, definitely didn't want to record right after that. I felt like I needed a day or a night to just, you know, rethink, um, and just let my emotions die down a little bit. Cause yeah, there's a lot to be talked about. Um, wasn't a, good game at all from the bears at all uh offensively even defensively at the end of the game um but yeah it's nice to be back in the chicago, chicago suburbs for sure though yeah and i guess one the of the more things too. about being yeah. i was gonna say i am in a quiet room back at college but i've got the dogs here they're probably barking because they're pissed pissed as mad at ban as we are uh but yeah you know not the greatest outcome you could have asked for yesterday the bears should have won that game against what ended up being a backup quarterback and got simply outcoached by uh, John Harbaugh, one of the best to do it, a future Hall of Famer. Justin Fields goes down with bruised ribs. He's out uh, for what seems to be one to two weeks now. I'd be really, really surprised if he was able to play next week uh, against the Lions. <clears throat> but let's dive into this loss a little bit and first take a look at the box store score. Uh, the Ravens moved to 7-3, and three, first in the AFC North, uh, they are three and two on the road now. The Bears moved to three and seven and are two and three at home. As I mentioned earlier, Baltimore with a backup quarterback coming in, Tyler Snoop Huntley. His first career start, he was 26 for 36, 219 yards, 6.1 yards per pass, no touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked six times, uh, and had a passer rating of 76 on the ground for Baltimore. Devonta Freeman led the way. He had a pretty solid day, 16 carries for 49 yards and a score, 3.1 yards per carry for him. Huntley also carried the ball seven times, 440 yards. In the receiving game for Baltimore, you know, not much really happened. I, I think the only player that really made an impact was Mark Andrews. He had eight catches for 73 yards, 9.1 yards per catch. Sammy Watkins had three catches for 48 yards, one of them being a long dagger at the end of the game, uh, a 29-yard catch on third and 12 to put Baltimore in scoring range with about 30 seconds left 
in the game. Not much for Baltimore defensively. Uh, I'm not really going to jump into that. I believe Justin Fields was only sacked uh, three times, actually twice with Dalton being sacked once. But taking a look at Chicago's stats for this one, Justin Fields, who started the game, not the greatest game for him. He had a couple of drops, a couple of missed throws. He was 4 for 11, 79 yards, 7.2 yards per pass, sacked twice with a rating of 62.3. Andy Dalton coming in in backup mode. Played a pretty good game. Uh, I got to be honest, he was 11 for 23, 201 yards, two passing touchdowns, 8.7 yards per pass, sacked once with a passer rating of 107.3. Dalton looked pretty good. Uh, you know, first drive he came in, the Bears scored on two plays when they threw a bubble screen to Darnell Mooney, and he absolutely ripped through the defense. And then the fourth and 11 completion to Marquise Goodwin. Uh, with the game on the line, Dalton chucked it up. Goodwin did a good job at creating separation to put the Bears back on top. Uh, that was absolutely huge when they got up 13 to nine there on the ground for Chicago, David Montgomery, uh, an okay day. I think the bears in Parth will probably agree with me once we get around to it, abandon the run a little bit too early in this one. Uh, Montgomery, 14 carries for 58 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, I know at the end of the first half, he was averaging six yards per carry and they weren't going to him enough, but you know, the Baltimore defense is pretty good against the run. They've been averaging uh, holding opponents to 88 rushing yards per game. Chicago had a combined 92. Taking a look at Chicago's receiving, actually a really good day for two Bears receivers. Darnell Mooney, five catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown, 25 yards per catch with a long of 60. Marquise Goodwin broke through finally for the Bears, his first 100-yard receiving game. Four catches, 104 yards, 26 yards per catch, a touchdown with that 49-yard touchdown uh, within two minutes. For Chicago, Jimmy Graham had his second and third catches of the season. Fields fumbled once and lost it when the Bears looked like they were getting some momentum uh, and ended up bruising those ribs, as I mentioned. Taking a look at Chicago defensively, there's really only two player, three players, I guess, to highlight. Number one, Roquan Smith, easily his best game of the year yesterday. Had 11 tackles in the first half, ended with 17 and two tackles for a loss. Robert Quinn, my goodness gracious, with Khalil Mackdown. Someone needed to step up. He had himself a day. Five tackles, three and a half sacks, and a strip sack for Quinn. Uh, he's looking like he could possibly <clears throat> make a push on uh, Dent there at the top of the list for the Bears' all-time leading sack leaders. Great game for him. He only continues to play better. Travis Gibson also added a sack, and to Sean Gibson added an interception on quite the athletic play there for Chicago. So Parth, you know, taking a look at this stat sheet, it doesn't look all that bad. The Bears offense was pretty stagnant throughout this game outside of two really big plays. The Bears defense was solid, I would say, uh, for the most part until they needed to be at the end. Yeah. What were your thoughts uh, on this week 11 loss? Um, it, it kind of felt like this repeat game of the Steelers. Um, you know, the offense couldn't get it going until, I mean, I guess this week it was until Andy Dalton came in, but you know, last week against the Steelers, we couldn't get it going until the fourth quarter. Um, the offense definitely needs to start producing more, uh, quicker. I think they got to come out faster and they're not able to, uh, we saw that this week, the bears weren't able to move the ball at all. Um, David Montgomery wasn't utilized as much which I was a little bit surprised, uh, you know, knowing that the Bears were only down by six points for most of the game. I was surprised that we weren't able to use Montgomery more. Um, I felt like the Bears were getting dominated uh, time of possession-wise, especially in the first half. The only reason the Baltimore Ravens had that lead was because they dominated the snap count. And um, that's why the Bears, I felt like, felt like they got outplayed. Uh, it wasn't 
much of an outplayed game. Uh, I felt like the Bears just didn't control the ball as much. The two times we scored, they were both big plays. Um, so for a team to you know have those wins and be sustainable, uh, you got to have long drives where you you know drain out the clock, run the ball, and score that touchdown. The Bears weren't able to do that, and um, that explains why you know we lost this game. Again, the defense, uh, when it comes down to get the job done, they weren't able to. Um, and it hurt. It definitely hurt. Um, can't speak much about the defense, though. You know, they're, they're playing their butts off. Robert Quinn, three and a half sacks. And that puts a sack total at 10 this year. Uh, the leading sack, uh, I think, for the Bears is 17 and a half, uh, Richard Dent. So, yep. you know, we still, we still have seven games to go. I think Robert Quinn could, could climb up those charts pretty easily, especially with the way he's been playing recently. And Roquan Smith, uh, 13 solo tackles. An absolute baller of a game uh, from one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, definitely does not get enough credit for what he does. Us Bears fans know how good he is, but outside of his Bears fans, he definitely does not get that Pro Bowl recognition or that All-Pro recognition that he deserves. Hopefully he does this year, um, especially on a Bears team that won't have that many bright spots for sure. Yeah, I'll start defensively where you left off. Uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good game for Chicago defensively. Obviously, Robert Quinn was an absolute game wrecker and did absolutely everything he could. Once again, I got I got to bring him up too. Roquan Smith, man, put him in the Pro Bowl this year, yeah. give him All-Pro nominations. I know coming into the game, he was fourth in the league in tackles with 93. You'd assume getting up to 110 now, that's got to jump him up the list. Uh, at least a spot, so a great game for him. Uh, but you mentioned it. The one thing that the Baltimore Ravens did well is control the time of possession. They had the ball for 38 minutes and 50 seconds during this game. Chicago only had the ball for barely over 20 minutes. Uh, Baltimore got to the red zone three times. were able to get points every time down, I believe. Uh, and Chicago was 0 for 1 in the red zone. Uh, so defensively, you know, not a terrible game. Uh, it's just disappointing, you know. Football is a game of inches, and I can't really bash the defense. The Bears defense has been so good for quite some time. And I, I think I can confidently say that the defense wasn't good yesterday. I don't mm -hmm. know if I can entirely put the blame on them, though. Um, but if you take a look at Chicago's last three games, San Francisco scored late to win the game. Uh, the Steelers scored late to go up, and then the Bears didn't have enough time to get back. Baltimore scored late, and the Bears didn't have enough time uh, offensively to get back in it. So, uh, you know, the defense normally has been don't break, but in these last three games, uh, when it mattered the most at the end of the game, they couldn't make a stop. Uh, and maybe if they could, we could be sitting here right now looking at a six and four Bears team with a completely different outlook. So Chicago falls to three and seven. Uh, the defense isn't what we've seen in years past, and it's uh, a little underwhelming. You know, offensively, I mentioned it earlier. I think they abandoned the run uh, a little bit too early, which is unfortunate because statistically, Chicago is one of the best run teams in the league. Not only do they hand the ball off a ton, but uh, they put themselves in situations in the run game where they should be able to put up points, and they're not able to. Uh, the play calling still doesn't make sense to me. I remember on the one drive where the Bears got to the red zone, it was their first offensive drive of the game. Justin Fields had a beautiful downfield throw to Darnell Mooney, and then Matt Nagy says, hey, let's, let's, let's roll out the Wildcat. Let's roll out the Wildcat and put David Montgomery under center. Uh, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it, and we'll get to Nagy a little bit later. Uh but he's one of the worst offensive play callers in the league, if not the worst. I'd probably say he's the worst. Uh, whoever was calling plays yesterday, it was terrible. Uh, sloppy all over. You know, Jason Peters, even though the Bears did score a touchdown on the last drive, uh, offensively, he, he's someone who's played more snaps than anyone on the field on both sides. Had a false start there. And then after they score the touchdown and everyone knows you're going to go for two, uh, the Bears needlessly burn a timeout. Uh, it's undisciplined football. 
It's not going to win you games against good teams like Baltimore, even without Lamar Jackson. Uh, so offensively, not the greatest game. I was happy that some of the receivers were able to get going, uh, but it was too little too late at the end. Once again, Chicago's offense uh, just can't get kicking until it seems like uh, a comeback is a little bit too far out of reach. Uh, so overall, not the greatest game, and it's tough to talk about it. But let's move on uh, to the next point here with uh, the future of the team. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the game against the Lions later tonight, and we're still going to stay in present mode. But now at 3-7 and seven, with the season being practically over, I think it is time uh, to take a look at the offseason and what's going to happen moving forward. And I hate to phrase it this way. Uh, I only am because I don't think the Bears are a team. The McCaskies aren't people that go about firing head coaches in the middle of the season. Maybe if we lose to the Lions, it would happen. But Parth, in your mind, and you understand what I'm saying by this question, uh, is Matt Nagy done in Chicago? Would you say that Nagy is a dead man walking for these next five weeks? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's tough. Uh, he's been a great coach for the Bears, especially because uh, he's been able to make the playoffs, uh, something the past head coaches weren't able to do. But, you know, this offense just has so much potential. This team just has way too much potential for Matt Nagy to still be the head coach of this team. Uh, we've seen that because of him, I feel like we're playing a little bit worse than we, we could have been. Um, you know, this offense hasn't been able to reach its potential. Uh, whenever we hired Nagy, we were expecting the offense to do better. If anything, it's gotten worse. Guys like David Montgomery aren't able to play up to their full potential. Guys like Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields is also being held back. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of players being held back on the offensive side of the ball for Matt Nagy to still be the coach for the Chicago Bears. Um, if you look at his first year with the Bears in 2018, the most successful year he had was when Vic Fangio was here, and the defense was one of the best in the league. Uh, that 2018 Bears defense was honestly carrying Matt Nagy's is carrying Matt Nagy's record. That man does not is not supposed to have over 500 record in the National Football League as a head coach. That season is literally just carrying his mark. Um, the Bears are 0-5 in their last five games. No changes have been made. It's the same stuff out there every week. Um, I'm surprised he's still the head coach of the Chicago Bears. You know, this is me trying to be clear, uncut with you guys. Uh, if the Bears do lose next week against the Detroit Lions on Thursday, I hope to God he is canned. I don't think he deserves to coach the team if we lose against the Lions, especially because he has zero wins. I mean, you have to win that game. Yeah. Um, especially, well, I saw this week. Uh, I mean, you can't lose to a backup quarterback, and he managed to do that somehow. He's done that um, in three of his four years, too. Uh, Brock Osweiler, Teddy Bridgewater, and now Tyler Huntley coming out of a bye. Matt Nagy's lost to a backup quarterback, uh, three times, three times, 75. And he's 0 he's Owen four after a bye week also as a head coach. <clears throat> so there's a lot of things, um, that need to be reevaluated. I'm still surprised like many bears fans, um, you know, the soldier field broke out in chance fire Nagy after the game yesterday. And uh, that's due to no surprise. You know, I hope McCaskey was, she was there. Uh, I saw it on TV. I hope she heard it because Fans aren't happy, and when the product on the field is not good, I don't think the fans should be spending any money on this team. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, and I think that the Bears should fire Matt Nagy, and we'll get into it in just a second, but and we'll talk about it later on in the offseason because it's a little bit more of an interesting conversation. But we'll talk about Ryan Pace as well, but I think the Bears need to fire Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace after the Lions game. Uh, regardless of the outcome, I think it's time for the Bears to move on, not essentially because the coaching change could spark them, they're 3-7, and seven. Um, but it has to do with the team's expectations, the team's standards, uh, and I think Chicago's already wasted enough time waiting and seeing, uh, and there's not enough really much to see later. So you can't accept this level of 
incompetence and poor coaching and indisciplined football and expect to be taken seriously in the National Football League. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I think the Bears should move on from Nagy without a doubt. I think it should happen uh, on Thursday night. The only reason I'm saying I don't think it should happen now is because it's a short week. Uh, but even if we win and go to 4-7, and seven, I'm still going to be calling for him to get fired, and I absolutely think that Matt Nagy is a dead man walking. Let's move into our last point before we close this one out. A uh, little bit of a shorter one here, Parth. Uh, we're going to have to have conversations about Ryan Pace in the upcoming weeks. And after week 17, we're going to have a lot of time uh, to move into off-season mode uh, and talk about what's happening with the Bears moving forward. Obviously, no first-round pick next year. Uh, a lot of players to reevaluate to possibly create some cap space. And the team won't be in the playoffs, so we're going to be back uh, in off-season mode before we know it. Uh, but taking a look at some of the other Bears uh, staff members, Bill Lazor, Sean Desai, Ryan Pace, do you think Chicago, outside of firing Nagy, should look to clear house this offseason? Absolutely. Um, you know, outside of Matt Nagy, I mean, Ryan Pace hasn't done much uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, the player development um, from the co other coaches' side has been pretty poor. Uh, if you look at the players he's brought in, it's been pretty poor. Uh, the Bears have Kendall Vildor starting at cornerback two still. And still haven't don't been get able... me started. Don't get me started. I, I know. I, I'm just trying to say that Ryan Pace coming to the season, I don't know what he was thinking. You know, when he, it's just you can't you can't put six round cornerbacks at your starting cornerback position. You can't come into this. Uh, Ryan Pace, um, he's been here for a very. <laughs> uh, just, he's been here for a very long time. Not much has changed. Um, you know, he was given the chance to bring in Matt Nagy, and I thought that was it. I thought things were going to get better. I thought that's when the Bears made the right decision to hire Nagy and Pace and Nagy would have taken this team to the next level. But things just haven't gone that way. I don't trust Ryan Pace to, you know, hire another head coach. I don't trust him going to the draft next year. Uh, I hope the Bears clear house for sure. I think it makes the most sense, especially when you're trying to bring in a new head coach. I think that a new GM should be able to pick his new head coach. I think mm -hmm. The hand-picked guys. If that means Sean Desai is gone, that means Sean Desai is gone. If that means Bill Lazor is gone, Bill Lazor is gone. I think, I think all these guys need to be at least yeah, uh, <laughs> at least canned, or like at least told that they can be canned. Even Sean Desai, even though it's his first year. Yeah, I think everything should be on the line for Chicago, and I think. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's about dignity. It's about standards. It's about the expectations you want the fans to have and the players in the locker room to have. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, Nagy should be fired on Thursday night. I don't think the Bears want the locker room that they're about to have in a couple of weeks if this continues to spiral downhill. So I think everyone's job should be on the line. Uh, I think Bill Lazor definitely gone as offensive coordinator. I could see a situation where you keep Desai around. I think the Bears defense is in a tough position, not having players like Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and Eddie Jackson out on the field consistently. Um, but, you know, I think everyone's job should be on the line. Uh, luckily in Chicago, I still believe that there's a bright future. Justin Fields has shown it to us. I think we have some good pieces uh, on both sides of the ball. But uh, Ryan Pace is a completely different discussion that will be had for another day. Um, I personally have liked him as a drafter. Uh, the Bears still lead the league in paying veterans on the defensive side of the ball. While Pace did focus a little bit more on the offense last offseason, some changes are going to be had to have have to be made because Justin Fields still has no time in the pocket. Allen Robinson's going to be gone after the season, and Chicago's going to have a lot to reevaluate and hopefully have 
a new regime. So thank you guys for tuning in to our week 11 postgame show. Once again, we're going to be bringing you guys Bears-Lions content tonight, taking a look at the winless Lions before the Bears head into their next game in week 12 on Thanksgiving Day. If you want more Bears content from us, though, be sure to drop a like, subscribe, follow, wherever you may be listening. We're trying to most post the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web for the rest of the regular season, even if the tone does get a little bit negative every once and a while. If you want more content, head to our website, beardown.com. If you'd like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can find it on both platforms at Bear Down. And finally, you can find the links to our personal social media pages down in the description for myself as well as Parth. Uh, our Instagram and Twitter pages were active on both platforms. It's another great way to interact with us, and you can hear our thoughts on all things Bears, the National Football League, and the entirety of Chicago sports. Parshaw, the Bulls won last night. Uh, another good win for them. I believe they moved to 12 and 5, first in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, I needed that uh, just for my sanity's sake. Uh, but any last words before we sign off? Uh, might watch some football tonight. Uh, I haven't watched any football after that Bears game. So I just needed some time off yesterday. That loss took a lot out of me, especially two back to back weeks. You know, those heartbreaking losses hurt the most. Um, but excited for next week, um, or this Thursday, I guess, um, you know, 1130 kickoff, uh, watch with the family on Thanksgiving. So it should be a great time. Um, happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys and, uh, bear down. Yeah. Um, I think I only watch for fantasy football purposes nowadays. Uh, it's all that really matters. Uh, but I do have Leonard Fournette tonight. I've got state one in another league, so I will be tuning in. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be back consistently now that we finally have some free time back home. It feels right uh, to be home and back recording for you guys. And we're going to keep pushing out the content as long as you guys keep supporting. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. And Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. Happy Thanksgiving, Bears-Lions content coming this week. That's pretty much it for us. We'll see you later tonight. Peace out.